Welcome to the Data Podcast. My name is Brian Ward, the creator and host of the Data Podcast. I am a coach, Marine Corps veteran, speaker, husband, and you guessed it, a dad. Are you ready to be inspired to be the best dad you can be for your family? This show will provide you with the tips, tools, and strategies to do just that. Are you a dad just going through the motions? Or are you looking to really elevate your dad game to the next level? Truth is, it is a blessing to be a dad. This is a responsibility we must take seriously. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? I hope you want to be remembered as a phenomenal dad. Your legacy starts in the home, not outside the home. If you're really ready to elevate your dad game, then make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get started. Data. Welcome to another episode of Data Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I am fired up for today's episode because this guy and I have kind of connected like I do with most of my guests through social media, and we've gotten a chance to know each other a little bit, but I'm real fired up that we got this a chance to get this episode done and started. I'm really excited to dive into his, not only his journey, but his fatherhood role, because he's got a lot of kids and uh, he he's in the mess of things uh, and we'll get into all that. But uh, my good friend, Kyle Carnahan, join me on Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for having me, man. Amidst the chaos of life, kids, right. and poop and fevers and coughs and sinus infections. <laughs> we don't stop, man. I love it. You're like, you want to reschedule? I'm like, reschedule? What, do you, what even is that? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Kyle is sick right now and his daughter is sick and he's still getting stuff done because he's a dad and he's got life and life happens. And that's kind of the point of this show. Listen, we're all, we're all parents, whether there's dads or moms. And you know, for, you may not know this, Kyle, but I got I've got 60% of my followers are men on the show that follow the show. And then 40% is women. So I have moms that watch this show too. So um, yeah, you know, life gets busy as parents and Kyle uh, leads a very busy life, not only with his family, he's super dedicated to his kids, his wife, but he's a firefighter. He's got a huge following with his, uh, with his men tribe that he's got his superhuman fathers. So uh, I'm really excited for uh, this conversation. So Kyle, for my listeners who may not know who you are, uh, let's dive into a little bit of back history about you, kind of how you grew up, how you got into the things you're doing. I know you're a firefighter and all that, but, uh, and then obviously uh, where you're at today and obviously it's a dad podcast. So I want to know about your family as well. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm just a regular dude, man. I just, <laughs> that that uh, that likes to show up and do stuff, and likes to do cre some creative stuff, and um, usually leans into things that maybe a lot of people uh, wouldn't make moves on until they were ready. So I like to make moves when I'm completely not ready, and just see what happens. And um, I found that that's kind of the secret formula to success in life: is you just just take a step in the dark, and you. You might step on a tripwire or fall off a cliff, but sometimes stuff happens for you. That's pretty cool. So uh, I grew up in Oceanside, California, surf, skate, punk rock, like in the 90s, man. That was like, that was it. Skateboarding was life. That was everything. You wake up in the morning, it was like you grab your board and it's a 10 hour day of just you're dreaming about different gaps and tricks and ramps and like that was everything. 
everything in your mind was like your skateboard tricks. <laughs> and that that lasted for me till about 35 years old. <laughs> I'm dead serious, man. I, I skated till I was in my like mid 30s and I would dream at night as an adult male with kids. I would think at night about like what tricks I want to do on like whatever handrail or whatever. Like I would dream about it. Like there, there's a point to this though. I was a baby boy, like half son, half dad to my wife till probably about 35 years old. So it's good for the kids in a sense where they, they have their dad to play with a lot, but your wife does not want another baby boy to have to take care of at home. Right socks on the floor and doesn't do the damn dishes or takes the trash out and is unaware of all the things that need to get done in the world. So I had some growing up to do over the last seven years or so. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I got five kids um, ranging from two to 16. My kids are savages. Like they, they are, they are just as crazy as their dad. And um, they just love to go on the attack and have adventures and, and uh, they enjoy some challenge, you know. My wife's the same way. Uh, we haven't always been that way. Um, but my wife and I have grown together. We kind of, uh, we like to outdo each other. and We like to inspire each other, you know. It's competitive, but it's also, I would say, very healthy competitive. Yeah. Um, we've gotten to a place in our marriage where we can actually razz each other pretty good. And we don't get offended. And it's actually healthy and fun. Um, we just reach that level of friendship a lot of guys see us communicate and i go hey, yeah don't do this to your wife and they're like, what like, no no you guys aren't ready <laughs> give us some time you know because i can give my wife a hard time uh and uh she can give me a really hard time and we just we just roll with it it's fun yeah that's that's cool um so you got boys girls what what uh what what are your yeah. what are your kids yeah four boys Oh wow! Are the oldest, and then the baby girls too. Oh, awesome! Well, she's uh, the one that uh, we're trying to potty train that just pooped all over herself right before this call. Yeah. Brian hit me up. He, Brian texts me. He's like, "Dude, I'm on the Zoom. Where are you?" And I'm just like, my hands are like covered in poop. I'm like, ah, uh, I got a lot to do right now. So I was like, I'm like texting with my pinky back to him. I'm like, hold on, that's great. I, I gotta wash my hands. That's great. So you, I mean, you're. Uh, from 16 to two, you've got, you've got, you've got it all going on. Uh, you got the the thick of the teenage years and, uh, you know, you're right back into the baby world again, trying to get them, trying to get her potty trained. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, I've got clients calling me in the morning, right? I'm sick. Freaking poop over here. Clients calling me. I got my computer over here. I've got like a list of 20 to do's that I got to get done. I'm on my computer, on my phone, cleaning poop. It's crazy, and, man. and then but and then just, and then and then you got little old me trying to text you, going, "Dude, oh, I love this. <laughs> this is the best." Like 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 I said, you're like, you want to reschedule? Like, dude, this is the best. When when you're in turmoil, like this is the best time to have a talk with a dad. It's like, <laughs> like I want the dads out there to see, like I'm I, I, I'm in a crazy place where like most guys will be like, "Man, get me out of this place. I can't wait till it's over." Dude, switch your thinking, man. No, this is the sweet spot. Like, don't be afraid of the work. Don't be afraid of the grind. Don't be afraid of the chaos. Like, this is dad life. This is the sweet shit. This is what it's about. Yeah, like, no, I mean, you're absolutely right because there's a lot of dads that, 
you know, they, they run off to their, their corporate jobs or whatever, and they're gone for 10, 12 hours of the day because they want to get away. And I, I try to encourage that, you know, for me, I got two boys, as you know, they're older though, 24 and 21. And I, I coached all their sports from the ages of four, all the way up through high school. Everybody that watches my show knows that story, but I work in corporate America and I still managed to do all the things that a dad needs to do. My job knew that, hey, my family becomes comes before my job, period. End of story. And if that wasn't open for discussion, if they weren't, if they weren't comfortable with that, I would have found a new career. Literally yeah. would have found a new career. It's just it, my family comes first. And you miss out on opportunities. Yeah. The mess. Like Kyle was talking about earlier, the mess that he's going through today, not only, you know, he being sick, his daughter being sick, just a, just, you know, trying to potty train and having accidents all over the place. That is real life. But when it's gone, it's almost like you want it back because you want to have that experience. You want to go through that again. And for me, with my boys being older and kind of independent on their own, I miss those days of having the little one around. And I miss those times of 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 really enjoying watching them grow and develop and stuff like that. So you're you're in the you're in the thick of things of trying to get uh not only, I guess, your older son if he's driving yet or not, but uh, you know, the driving lessons and things like that, all the way down to trying to potty train. So Dude, my my son first time he backs out. Put him in our big ass van. We got we got one of those Nissan NVs, like twelve seaters. He's like he hits the gas and boom, right into the neighbor's car. I was like, Ooh. oh, he's probably should have done some training before <laughs> I back out. So then he he's like panicked, right? So now he's scared to drive. So like now I got to really baby him because he's like he to him he's like if he gets in the car he's just gonna hit some shit. So right no, I I put my boys. I put my boys in, in my car at 13, took them to an open parking lot. And I said, you're going to drive. And they're like, what, really? All right, cool. You know, 13, they want to get behind the wheel. And uh, yeah, so I, I got them ready for when they were ready to, to get their license at 16, they were ready to roll. So uh, it's, <laughs> this is probably like the best thing I could tell dads is like, like when that happens, like the first thing you want to do is freak out. But like, we say we say in the superhuman fathers brotherhood like all the time skip the freak out like the thing that was that that i've gotten myself to the point now when stuff like that happens i just laugh man like i just laugh because i <laughs> and then i realize like right away like the, what's the real story here like that's my fault like i put him in the seat he's never hit a gas pedal before and he hits the gas and just backs out because he doesn't know the sensitivity of the pedal like i didn't train him i didn't put him in a parking lot that was my bad that was stupid you know what i mean but yeah. we're so quick, we're so quick to blame our kids when they make mistakes. But most of the time it's it's on us. Like we didn't train them, we didn't teach them, we didn't prepare them for that moment. So, like, what do we expect? You know? Yeah, or, well, you, you you're mentioning there about patience. Um, patience is something that I had to learn. You know, I I I grew up uh in uh my parents are still married to this day over 50 years, and you know, I had a loving home and all that, but my parents weren't super involved in my life. And I just knew that I was going to be, I wanted to be the opposite. I wanted to be a dedicated father um, right. and having the patience for me, I learned patience through coaching because I coached my boys when yeah, they were yeah, little. Yeah. I remember signing my son up when he was four years old for little league. And I had no, I, I was not going to coach and I was just going to sign him up because he wanted to play sports. And the guy's like, you want to coach? And I'm like, no. And he yeah. goes, he goes, why not? I go, I have no idea. I know baseball, but I have no idea. I have never coached before. He goes, bro, they're four. They're going to play with grass. 
teach him how to hit a ball, teach him how to catch, yeah. teach him how to run bases. You're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And so I dived in. And so I had to learn patience through coaching because I'm dealing with a lot of different personalities and all the kids that I had to coach. And I've coached thousands of kids in my life, but uh, yeah, patience is, uh, is something you have to adapt to as a dad, well, especially a dad like you. About this, like this is to me, this is huge. Like if you're impatient with your kids, like you're just a giant baby. Like you really are. You're, you're just a big giant crybaby, And um, like, even I, I love my wife's gotten this way too, which is rad. Like even when like my little girl, just when we look at her, she's covered in poo. It's like, if you can be the kind of person that just accepts the fact that this is a silly, funny life that we live and just like handle it together with your wife as this fun exciting life that you have and how blessed you are to live it in that moment where it's so easy to snap and be irritated. If you can just train yourself to always just look at this from like an outside perspective of like telling the story after, because it's funny now, right? But in the moment, it would be so easy to drop some F-bombs and like throw some things and be all irritated and like, why is this happening to me? But like that moment was so funny. My wife looking at me with poo on my hands and just laughing at me. Like, it's hilarious. It's like, it's, and it's these stories that go on in your family for years. Like, we'll talk about this with her. Like, when she's right. old, it'll be a funny story with the boys. It's just, this is the great adventure of life and being a dad. And um, it can be looked at two completely different perspectives. And I found when you look at it at the perspective of, almost like watching a movie that there's a positivity in the home um, and that the your wife and your kids start to have this response to things that maybe could be portrayed as inconvenient or negative as just funny. And it just makes life sweet, you know? Yeah. And, and I can imagine that uh, when your daughter's uh, 16, 17, and she's got a, she's got a little boyfriend or something, you might have to share this story with <laughs> Yeah. with her again yeah, yeah. in Perfect front of the boyfriend yeah let me tell you a little story <laughs> we were sick she was too that's awesome now how long have you been a firefighter kyle uh almost 15 years it's 12 12 years paid three years volunteer that's awesome thank you for uh for doing that thank you for your service man i appreciate it yeah, that's been a it's been a great adventure man you, you know, as a, as a firefighter though, I'm curious because, um, I've never, I've done volunteer. Actually, I was a volunteer fire. I can tell you a funny story real fast. I was a volunteer fireman at 17 years old, 16, 17 years old for a, <laughs> for a little town I grew up in, in, in Northern California. And, uh, we, it was a small town. It's like a thousand people. And I was a volunteer fireman and I used to carry the, the pager with me because back then no cell phones, right? So pager with me and my badge, I had a volunteer fireman badge and I got pulled over by a cop one day and he saw my badge sitting on the, on the dash. And I'm a young kid, right? I'm seven, 16, yeah, yeah. 17 years old. And he's like, yeah. Hey, young man, what's that badge right there? And I go, Oh, it's my firefighter badge. And he's like, you're not a firefighter. And I'm like, uh, yes, sir. I am. I'm, uh, I do firefight for, uh, Santa Margarita, the town I grew up in. And he's like, uh, let me see that. He thought I, had, he thought I had like taken it or found it or something. <laughs> <Stole> it. <laughs> and he's looking at it and he goes, where are you a firefighter? And I told him and he's like, he's like, okay. He actually had to call it in to verify that I didn't steal this, this badge. And I'm like, dude, 
I'm, I'm a, yes, I'm a young guy, but they accepted me as a volunteer firefighter. So um, <laughs> anyways, I just think that, uh, you know, being a firefighter, there's so many stresses and, and there's a lot of pressure that you face, uh, not only for you as an individual and the safety that you have to, you, you know, keeping yourself safe, but trying to help others. How do you not, how do you not bring that stress or pressure and anxiety home with you when you come home for your, for your family? How do you turn that switch off? Yeah. How do I express this in words? So the pressure is always going to be there. Like there's an inner turmoil in, in me that uh, maybe will never go away. But there's with willingness has to come acceptance. There has to be acceptance. So if you're willing to put yourself in difficult situations or high stress situations, which we all should, because in order to grow, we have to be stressed. You're, you will not grow without stress. And so I do love the fact that like you have to go on in situations as a firefighter paramedic where you're going to be put into high stress and you have to perform and you are the one that's going to make the calls in the chaos. You have to lead. No one else will. So you got to step, you got to step up. That will translate completely over into the rest of your life. If you let it, the problem is, is that stuff builds up and creates a pressure. And that pressure can very easily come out as an explosion at home with the family. And for years I let it mm. for sure. I was a yeller. I was an asshole. Um, I was sarcastic. Uh, I was also um, quiet and apathetic. And th this doesn't just go for firemen. This goes for life. Like life is stressful. People, uh, men stress about money all the time, about how they're going to pay the bills. And what happens is, is your family's there, but you're not. You're just staring off into the space, thinking about all the terrible things that are going to happen or how, are, how am I going to figure this out? And it almost ruins your life. Mm. Um, I learned to separate the two and realize what I had to tell myself is this is just chemicals in my brain. It's just mm. chemicals. That's all it is. And I really would be a bitch if I let chemicals affect the way that I treated my family. And so I started to tie my self-respect and my feeling of being a man with my ability to be who they needed, regardless of what was happening to me, and to not share my inner turmoil with them. I would share that with my brothers at work. I would share that with my friends. But I wasn't going to put that on my wife and my kids. Mm. So my goal every day was to give them the father that they need, regardless of what was going on with me. Going back to the idea that my me, me being a man means showing up for them. Um, a, a lot of times we've been taught culturally that a man yells and a man is... Uh, overpowers and a man forces that is a bitch my friend that is someone who doesn't have control over themselves this is what we were talking about in the beginning the patient man the loving man the calm soft caring approachable easy father that's a badass because that's the man that carries all the weight of all the stress and yet makes it look easy mm. and so look you know i would say for Men to look at their own lives and see how they're showing up at home with the stress that they carry. What is the vibe they're putting out? 
Like, what is what is the feeling that your wife and your kids have around you? Because in the end, that's the only thing that's going to matter is what do they feel when they're around their dad? Do they mm-hmm. feel empowered? Do they feel like they believe? Do they feel safe? Do they feel excited about life when they're around their dad? Everyone's had those friends or people that they're around that were just like, they just get into a flow state. Things feel like, man, everything's going to be okay when this person's around. That's who we have to be for our families. And sometimes it's really hard because we do have all that pressure. We have to remember it's just chemicals. That's all it is. It's just chemicals in your head. We still have the choice to make the decisions to react how right. we want to. Yeah. No, a choice is a big part of it. You have the choice and you can either choose to be this, you know, jerk of a dad or a husband, or you can choose to be the dad or the husband that your family needs you to be. And I think that one of the, one of the things that, you know, some of the dads that I've coached and stuff, one of the things that I've told them is I said, look, be genuine with your family, be genuine with your wife, be genuine with your kids. And if you have to ask your wife or your husband for that matter, for the moms that are out there or ask your kids, how am I doing? (laughs) How am I doing as a dad? How am I doing as a husband? You'll be amazed at what kids will tell you. They're going to be honest with you. Yeah. And they're going to tell you the things that they don't like about you. And that may be hard to hear, but sometimes it's a wake up call. Sometimes it's that call that says, look, this is what you're doing. And it's not setting a good example. It's not uh, painting a good picture for your family. And you have to make adjustments. And yes, life is hard. Yes, we have stress. I have stress. Kyle has stress. You that are watching have stress and pressure that you feel. But the second that you turn it on to your family, your wife and your kids, your family's not going to be the same. They're going to be different. And they're going to look at you different. I teach my kids all the time, so, uh, their whole lives growing up that I told them, this is a safe space. My home is a safe space. You can come talk to me anytime you want about anything that's on your mind, even if it's something that I've done. Don't ever be afraid when you're in this home to speak how you want to speak about the things that you're feeling. And yeah, there were many a times that I had to take an extra five to 10 minutes to just go for a little bit of a drive before I pulled up in the driveway to get my mind right before I walked in that door. Because I knew that if I walked in the door with how I was feeling at that moment, it wasn't going to go well for my wife and kids or for me. And so I had to check myself before I walked in that door. As a firefighter, I was in the Marine Corps, as a military guy, as a police officer, uh, whatever it is, whatever kind of line of work that you're in, even if you're you know, an entrepreneur, you walk in the door, you have to be 100% checked in as a family man. Because that's your legacy. And I teach this all the time. Your legacy starts in your home. And the second that you try to bring that those outside forces into your head and into your family, your family is going to feel it. And it's going to go bad. It's not going to go the way you want it. So um, kudos to you for, for realizing that, recognizing that, and making the shift or the change that you needed to make in you, Kyle, for showing up for your family, because I'm sure that your family uh, notices, sees it. Your kids see everything that you do, right? They 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 respond how you respond. They react to things how you react to things. Um, so 
seeing that in you, uh, knowing the human that you are, just meeting you virtually, knowing the human that you are, uh, just, just shows the uh, the kind of dad, husband, and man that you are. So um, thank you for, uh, for sharing that, brother. It's really hard for parents. It's really hard for dads, especially. We have he- egos, man. We have egos. Uh-huh. And uh, sometimes it's hard to uh, to keep that in check, you know. Yeah, that's the biggest problem in the in the marriage, man. Is like, like really, if you think about it, marriage is so easy and simple. Yeah. Just like, just like dieting, just like like it's easy and simple, right? If you just look at it on a piece of paper and the steps to do, you're like, oh yeah, that's easy. Oh, just don't be a dick, be nice, uh, help them, uh, make sure you spend time with them. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, that seems easy. But in the moment, man, these emotions are so powerful. Um, and these those moments where you you just clam up and you don't want to give them any space and and you that that just demon inside you wants to hurt them and they're feeling the same way about you. And all you would have to do is just put your hand on their shoulder, look them in the eyes and say, I'm so sorry, I love you. I shouldn't have said that. Like that's all you would have to do. But yet there's this thick wall of pride crust that we can't break through and just be like, all right, what, what is really important in my life? The most important thing in my life is my connection to this woman. Literally the most important thing, but yet I'm letting this stupid feeling, this comment, this thing that I feel hurt about completely destroy our relationship right now. We are so stupid. Like we, we, we fall into that trap so easily. And so that's that would be my advice to the people listening is be better at breaking through the crust. And this is something we've been working on for years now is just like reaching through the freaking crust, making physical contact with each other when we're in this turmoil and this battle as a couple and fighting together to just fix it, you know, because it it is so simple, but the emotions just ruin it. It's just like anything like us, us loving ourselves or having respect for ourselves. It's like, okay, we got, you got to get up at a certain time. You got to get your workout in. Uh, You got to do some self-development work and then go to work and have a great attitude. And, and then, uh, you know, eat nutritious foods and then treat people right. You're like, okay, that's five things that I could do. That's pretty simple. (laughs) Yeah. Try to do all those things every day. Perfect. Damn. Yeah. No, you're going to, you're going to mess up. Kyle messes up. I mess up. I still, my boys, you know, they're older, they're grown adults and I still mess up as a dad probably every day. But the fact that you, you brought up something there that, that just acknowledging when we make mistakes, that's not only a lesson for you to help you get better, but that's a lesson for your kids. It's okay to mess up. Yeah. I've told my boys, I tell my boys all the time, I don't care what you've done or didn't do. Uh, that's that you've messed up on. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to be. I may be disappointed in you. I may be disappointed in the action, but I'm not going to love you any different. My love for you is still going to be the same, and I'm going to help you through whatever it is you need to go through. I'm going to help you. I'm on the same team. I always use team comparisons with my boys because they're in the sports, right? Well, I'm on the same team as you. I'm your teammate, so I'm going to help you through that struggle. But yeah, I may, I may be disappointed. I may be hurt, but that's okay. I'll get over it and you'll get over it. You know, what we found with, with working with our hundreds of men in the Supreme Father's Brotherhood is like, we found that if you apologize within the first like 10 seconds, 
literally no harm, no foul. You get yeah. full 100% forgiveness credit. And it actually turns into like, like a funny joke. Like, like, Oh, dad lost his mind again. And then you're like, ah, ha, ha, and just laugh it off. Nobody cares. It's just when you, when you let it faster and, and you dig in and try to defend yourself for being a jerk, like that's when it gets infected and that's when it affects relationships. But you can actually all day kind of go off the handle and keep bouncing back with apologies, be like working on it and it'll turn into this game and then, and, and your, your family will actually trust and respect you rather than wondering if the crazy dad is going to be here or the fun dad, or, you know, they can't, they can't depend on you or trust you because they don't know who's showing up. Um, you know, that's, that's the biggest problem I see with our men is like, they're so up and down that the the family just wants to get away. Like, right. We don't know who it is. So we're scared. We're scared of who's going to show up today. We don't know. So there's this imbalance, but yeah. A while, Apol- our guys turn into just apology guy, right? Just apology guy for a while. Yeah. Apologies. It's funny. Uh, it's easier for women to apologize than it is for men. I don't know why that is, but men just have these, have this, uh, my, my way or the highway kind of mentality. And maybe it's the way that you were raised. Maybe that's the way you were brought up, but, uh, saying I'm sorry is something that I had to learn very early on, uh, and try to, uh, make up for, I still struggle with it today. I still struggle with, Hey, I've got to, I've got to own it. I've got to own it. <laughs> and even if, even if you feel you're, you're, maybe you are in the right, maybe you are a hundred percent in the right. But if you acknowledge you're sorry for what you've done, you'll be amazed at the direction that whatever it is you're going through goes, because it'll go in the right direction. Uh, just acknowledging your, your, uh, your apology. Yeah. It, also, <laughs> excuse me. The, the thing is like, if you don't have a high respect for yourself, it's really hard to apologize because you're already like down on yourself. So then when you apologize, you just like, you feel like you got nothing, you know? But if you have like massive confidence, self-love, self-respect because of the way you're showing up every day with your consistency and compliance with your conscience and your vision for your best self and actually doing the shit that you said you were going to do, it's very easy to apologize. It's very easy to be nice. It's very easy to be soft and easy and compatible because you don't feel weak when you do that. But if you're already feeling weak, it's really hard for a man to play to his soft side. We call it the monk side because the warrior is not there and he feels even more weak. So you, as a man, you build yourself up into really feeling powerful because of your ability to follow through. It's easy to lean into that monk side, that soft side, that sweet side, because it's not going to tear you down. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Thinking about, you know, you're talking about your relationship with your wife. My wife and I have a really great relationship. We've been married over 25 years. And one of the things that we do as a married couple is we actually, we have a marriage coach that we go to every single month and she's a licensed therapist, but we meet with her every single month and we don't, we do that. So we don't have problems, right? We don't do it because we do that. Everybody yeah, everybody should. Listen, you want to go to the gym and get in shape. You typically will hire a trainer to help you get there. You want to, you want, yeah. you, you're not feeling well. You, you, where do you go? You go to the doctor. Kyle was just at the doctor's yesterday, to, you know, to get, to get medications to help him feel better. We go, yeah, we I probably should have gone earlier. Right. right. <laughs> then I, like, that's what we're talking about. Right. Like 
better maintenance, you know? Yeah. Your car breaks down. You take it to the mechanic shop to get fixed. Well, in marriage, we're going to face <laughs> trials and challenges and struggles in our marriage because we're typically living with this person 24 seven. There's going to be, there's going to be conflict. There's going to be issues. And so my wife and I realized that and I, we realized that, Hey, we're in the thick of things with each other. And maybe the best thing for us to do is reach out to somebody else to help us in our marriage and help guide us. So we stay true to each other. And we've been seeing this, this coach for uh, about three years now. And it's just, it's awesome. We enjoy going. We don't necessarily have things we need to talk about or get off our chest, but sometimes we do. And it's just, it's just a great, uh, great way to just help stay true to who we are as a, as a married couple, uh, not only for each other, but for our boys, our boys see it. Our boys know that we go when we do, when we, when we're off to our marriage coach, they ask us where we're going. We're like, Hey, we're going to our marriage coach. Okay. Well, they see that they see them. <laughs> they see what we're modeling for them. Um, so if you guys are not, uh, not, don't have a marriage coach or don't have a therapist, I, I highly recommend it because it's, it's, it really helps keep you grounded, uh, help keep, helps keep you true to your marriage. Um, one of the other things that we do as a, as a couple is we have a marriage book that we read and we each have a copy of it and we sit down every single night, Kyle, every night we sit down and we read out of our own books for a half an hour. And then we sit for another half an hour and talk about what we read. We do that every night and it's really cool because we're reading and ways to help us be better as a, as a married couple, but we're also communicating because that next half an hour, we're talking about how does this, how does this translate into our own marriage? And it's just, it's just a, it's cool. It's a cool practice to get into. It's something that we do. We do it. We sit right at the dining room table and do it. Uh, it's just a lot of, a lot of fun. I, I we really enjoy it. So for you guys out there that are, you know, you guys have been married, what, 20, 20 years, 20 plus years? 20. Yeah. yeah. 20 this so, and you guys have, you guys are dealing with, you know, a lot of different uh, uh, moving parts with five kids. I mean, you guys got, you, you guys are in the thick of things right now. You're trying to grow a brand and a business. You got your own, you know, you've got your own uh, job on the side with the firefighting. But when I think about what you guys go through as a married couple with five kids and businesses that you're trying to run, how, what kind of challenges are you and your wife right now facing that you're trying to work through? Are there any challenges that you guys are facing? It's a little thing. It's a little things like step up. You both have to step up and do the little things like the trash, the dishes, the diapers, like <laughs> uh, the, the, the details. Like my wife was this morning, she was... Um, she was mailing out some shirts because we just put this message out on Instagram and having guys either dump out their weed or pour their alcohol down the sink. And, uh, and then I'd send them a shirt. And so I got a bunch of videos of guys doing that, which was rad by the way, that I'm in this position now where I have this following where I can be like, I challenge you guys to do this. And then guys just step up and do it. And I'm like, damn, we just changed some lives today, man. So anyway, he's like, Hey, I'm going to send those shirts out for you. And, uh, and then I'm working on some stuff on my computer and she knows I'm not feeling good. And then the baby's having her thing. Right. So we're both busy doing stuff and there's also chaos. And so there's this, like, there's these moments where it's like, it's always better for you to fight, to deal with the thing that's distracting than to try to say, I'm too, I'm busy doing something. Can you do this? I know it, it might seem, uh, counterintuitive, 
but I know you're busy. It's better to stop what you're doing and go deal with the kid or whatever is distracting both of you to where you both feel like you got each other's backs. Like that's the probably the biggest thing is like when we're both willing to stop what we're doing to deal with life. Right. Cause then we're not fighting against each other of like building this, this over time, this hatred, this like animosity towards one another. Like I always do this and he doesn't, you know, always have to be stepping up to be ready to handle the chaos. Yeah. That's just how we roll. And then we help each other with whatever it is we have to do. So, you know, maybe I'll do the shirts later. She doesn't get to it, you know, just little, these little stupid little things that come up every day. Yeah. Uh, again, it's just the normal, normal, uh, life cycle, right? We're going through all these little things that come up throughout the day. Um, you know, we have may think have things on our schedule that, uh, we have to, we have to commit to, and there's these curveballs, there's these wrenches that get thrown in the way that we have to, we have to tackle. And one of the things that, that my wife and I are really good at is when we have those challenges and we have those struggles, we volunteer to help each other. Hey, I see your, you, you got your head stuck in this computer for whatever reason you're working on this. I know that this has to be done. You want me to do it. You want me to help you with it. Do you need help with that? Even the stuff that, you know, my wife's a school teacher, even the stuff at her, her, her job, you know, yeah. there's, there's stuff she has to do at home to, for her job. And I go, Hey, you look like you're stressed out or struggling. Can I help you with anything? Do you want me to help you grade? You want me to help you grade papers? You know, those kind of <laughs> things. We just step up when we need to to help our partner get through the struggles that they're going through. That is a big challenge. And that's something we have to uh, recognize. And the more that you do that, the better the connection, the bigger the connection, the the stronger the connection becomes between the two of you. Because um, like you said, it's one of those things where we struggle with it as men. And the more that we do that for our wives, you'll be amazed at, at how grateful our spouses can be for us just stepping up and helping them out when they need help. Yeah. The other thing is, is guys always looking for a rest or they're the moment that when's my time or me time. It's like, bro, those times are done. My friend, like <laughs> tell me what's most important to you. Your you time, your rest time, or having an epic relationship with your family, being a leader to your kids, growing your kingdom and being in epic physical condition. Like, are there things that are more important than that? Well, you know, getting my rocks off on some drinks with my buddies. Yeah. Okay, where does that lie on the the level of importance, things that are going to make you fulfilled in your life? Yeah. It's low on the totem pole. And so, like, why would I put all this effort into, well, but I don't get my whatever when you're getting everything that's more important up here? And a lot of guys think that that's going to make them happy if they somehow get some sort of rest or break or whatever. It's not what you want. You maybe think you want that. You don't. What you want, you have right in your face right now. It's right here. This is what you want. This is what you've been dreaming of. You just can't see it because you're too close to it. It's right in your face. Yeah. Being a dad is the most epic thing in the world. And we fuck it up on purpose. Yeah. Do it all the time. If we could just take a step away and see how blessed we are and bring the patience and love and the father that they need man, this life is so good. It gives back so much. These relationships get so deep. Very few men actually find this level of connection with their wife and their kids. Very few. And it's, mm -hmm. it really 
tears me up, man. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. I, I get, I get frustrated. I get burnt when I see dads that aren't connecting with their, with their families. I mean, I, I witness it and this isn't a knock on these guys. Maybe it is a little bit, but I witness it when I'm out in public, you know, I see, uh, I have, I have seen it where a kid is coming up to his dad and asking him a question and maybe the dad's answering him. Maybe the dad's kind of pushing him away, but the dad's got his face in his phone and he's maybe the kid's playing on, on the playground and he's at the park and he's playing on the playground and the dad's busy looking at his phone instead of pushing his kid on the swing. You're missing out on those opportunities. You're missing out on that connection. And it's one of the reasons why I coached sports because I knew, Hey, I knew that I'm going to, my boys want to play sports and I knew I was going to be at their practices and their games. Why not get involved? Because that just helps build that stronger connection with them. Why not get involved in those kinds of things? And I coached for many, many, many years. Uh, and it's one of the things that I'm grateful for. I am grateful for the relationship that I have with my wife. I'm grateful for the relationship that I have with my boys. My boys, we butted heads constantly when they were growing up. They're, they're, they're boys, right? They're boys. They're going to they're gonna challenge me, right? We butted heads constantly, but they're two of my best friends now. They're two of my best friends because of the relationship and the bond that I built with them when they grew up, that connection that we have, they know that they can come to me for anything. It's one of the things that I really wish men would realize that once your kids are younger, that's the time to build that bond and connection. Because once they're older, if you haven't done the work, they're going to forget you. They're going to look to other things. They're going to look to other sources to take, to help, to help them. They're not yeah. going to come to you. And I, I've had many, I've had many players, former players that I coached that have reached out to me after they graduated high school and just said, Hey coach, they didn't have a dad in their life. Hey coach, I'm really struggling in this area. I just wondering if we could meet up. I'm there for them because I want them to grow and develop and be the person that they want to be and, and, and achieve the things that they want to achieve. They don't have the dad in their life to do that. You're missing out on that stuff, dads. If you don't do that stuff, how dare you? How dare you? These these kids are, for those of you that have a strong uh, backing in your faith, these kids are gifts from you, for you, from God. It's your responsibility to take care of them and raise them as God's children and raise them up to be the best human beings that they can possibly be. How fun is that? That's freaking awesome. That's freaking amazing. It's awesome. And the fact that you're doing it and recognizing it, Kyle, this is exactly why I wanted to have you on the show, brother, because I know I see the things that you're doing through social media and stuff. I see that the way that you're connecting with your kids is just freaking phenomenal, dude. And I, I, I just, I, I love human beings like you. I love dads like you, man. Uh, you, you and your wife both are just, are just rock solid when it comes to parenting and, and, and it means a lot to you. And I can tell. Yeah. Thank you. It's, uh, and I mean, the, the important thing is, is like, just know, like we're, we're messed up too, man. Like everyone out there that's like, Oh man, I I'm so far away from them. It's like, you're actually not, it's like, it's really not that complicated. It's just treat people nice with respect. Like that's really what this is. And as a dad, like you want to lead by example, not compulsion. This is what I, I, I see when there's real problems between kids and a father is when the father is always trying to compel and force their kids all the time, but they're not living what they're teaching. So we have to become these men that our kids look to 
as their heroes, like the same they would in whatever movies, like, like, like people you respect, like Braveheart or freaking Gladiator, like, or whatever books you read, like Goggins or whatever, like you, you be that for them. So structure your life in a way that they watch you be who their heroes are, and then they will follow you. They will love you. They will admire you. But there's no free lunch here. Like you have to do the shit and you got to do it every day consistently. That is the rub. You need to become a consistent man, a disciplined man. Your kids, your wife will admire and respect you because you will be different than the rest of the world. And they will know that they have somebody special leading them. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. a superhuman father. That's what we, that's that's what we strive for. Yeah, you know, that is that is Zen of fatherhood. Yeah, no, exactly right. I think that uh, I, I I witness a lot of dads that are so busy in building their companies, building their brand, building you know they're trying to grow this company in entrepreneurship. They're trying to yeah. grow this company, and they miss out on all these things with their kids because they're too busy in their job trying to build financial freedom. And I'm yep. telling you right now, your kids don't give a crap about money. I, listen, your kids and neither would, do you. Right. You actually don't either. Because right. when you get it, guess what's going to happen? You're going to look at your life and be like, oh shit, that wasn't the answer. Right. Now, do it. Yes, make money, but bring your family with you. Right. Bring your wife with you. Bring your kids with you. You can do it all. I'm doing it all. I'm doing it all. Like, you can do it. It's exhausting. <laughs> but, but what else do you want in life? You want challenge? You want adventure? You want to win? Like, we can do this all. We can be great fathers. We can make money. We can be great husbands. We can have a, a incredible spiritual connection and discipline in our lives. Like, and we can still like have fun, you know. Right. Build, build, build that relationship with the family, and that's why that's why I always go back to the legacy starts in the home, not outside the home. They say, oh, I'm trying to build this brand. I'm trying to build this company because that's my legacy. No, it's not. You're <laughs> wrong. Your <laughs> legacy is sitting right at home wondering where dad's at. Your legacy is yeah. going through their fifth birthday party and you're not there because you're trying to set another appointment. Yep. Your legacy is someone who's sitting at home, who's committed to you in a loving marriage, who's committed to you, but sitting at home and wondering, it's 9.30 at night. Why isn't he here? Yeah, because he didn't get his ass up early. That's why. Right. Right? Right. What if right. he got up three hours earlier? Then he'd be yeah. home for his kids. I'm glad you mentioned that because this talks about <laughs> self-care. Now, I know we, as dads, we struggle with self-care, taking care of ourselves. And yeah. I've, I'm a big advocate for self-care, whether it's through the books you read, the connections you have, like my connection with Kyle, the connections you have outside the home and your physical health, maintaining your physical health. Because if you're not a hundred percent in all those areas, if your gas tank isn't full, when you come home at night, your gas tank's on empty, you're not going to have anything left to give your family. And you are a big advocate. You and your wife both are big advocates in making sure you're taking care of your bodies. For me, I get up, I'm at the gym at 4.15 every morning working out before my family, before my family's even up. Yep. My wife it's gets dark, up, baby. my wife gets up a little bit after me and she comes into the garage and works out on the, on the treadmill. But I'm at the gym at 4.15 before my boys are even up. 
And uh, I do that because I want to make sure I'm 100% checked in with them when the family's rolling for the day. I want to make sure I'm- Yeah, 100%. otherwise after work, you're like, oh man, I still got to get my workout in. And then you're stealing from your family when if you just would have made the sacrifice for them and left that warm, comfy bed to go get your work in, now it's done, you know? Right. Now right. it's like, all right, I can focus on what's most important in my life. Yep. No, absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, I think about when my boys were growing up and I was coaching, there were times that I had to, you know, working in corporate America, there were times that I had to leave the job at two o'clock in the afternoon. So I could go to a game or whatever to coach a game. (laughs) And I used to sacrifice my sleep. I'd get to the office at four o'clock in the morning to make sure that my job was done, but also that I was leaving at a time that I needed to leave to be there for my boys. It's called sacrifice. Maybe you lose a little bit of sleep. Well, just go to bed a little bit earlier. Your kids are in bed at nine o'clock anyways. Just go to bed early. And that way you can get it. The suck, increasing the suck for a purpose and living a life and having a a purpose in your life that you'd be willing to die for. That's a life right there. Yeah, no, it's- That's, That's some brave heart shit. (laughs) <laughs> that's like, like, that's like waking up with purpose and meaning. Like, like when you wake up and you're like, Oh damn. And it's hard to get out of bed. And you're like, this is for my people. Mm-hmm. This pain right here is for my people. I mean, to me, there's just nothing more beautiful than a father who will suffer and sacrifice to give his family what he, what they need yeah. in the dark when nobody else even knows. Yep. It's beautiful. You want to build some self-respect. That's how it's done right there. Yep. Self-respect, self-confidence, all those things come with it. And at the same time, if you're getting up early and going to the gym, like me, like I'm doing, or like Kyle's doing, if you're getting up early and going to the gym, imagine the kind of way that you feel throughout the day. You're just energized. Your endorphins are kicked in. You're feeling pumped. You're feeling good about the day. And then you can crush the day and be there for your job or your family, whatever it is, you're hundred percent dialed in because you were able to take care of yourself first early in the morning and get that stuff done. So you can be that hundred percent all in dad, husband, whatever it is you need to be. Um, Kyle, I want you to talk a little bit real quick about uh, superhuman fathers and what it means to you, why you started it. uh, What's the purpose behind it and how is it helping other dads? Man, it's, it's turned into like a magical place, man. Like there's magic here. I don't know where it comes from. I, I don't necessarily subscribe to like any um, like religion or God necessarily just yet. Uh, you know, I'm I'm still in a place of seeking my own spirituality, but I'm definitely connecting to something, whether that's God or Jesus or the universe. I'm not 100% sure yet, but there's meaning and purpose here. And I'm called to a great calling to rise men up, have them step up and become the men that they're supposed to be. And I'm watching it happen. And one of the things that's been so miraculous here is that when I can get a guy to wake up, at the same time every day when I can give him the right foods to eat and the right amounts and he sticks to it and he's putting forth the effort in the workouts and he learns to truly love his wife. Those things, those four things, his world just completely changes and everything gets affected. The money he makes gets affected. Mm-hmm. All his relationships, his leadership skills get affected. The mm-hmm. way he walks around with his chest out and his shoulders back and obviously, I mean, if, you, if anybody's seen my transformations, they're world-class, like you don't see anything like this because we, we push men here. And when we can tap into here and, and put great spiritual meaning to your daily habits, you are unstoppable. And when a man feels unstoppable, there's a fire in his eyes that you cannot deny. And uh, that's what's happening at Superhuman Fathers. 
And That's... and the best part is they don't even need me anymore. <laughs> I just I'm privileged to be able to kind of watch it now and be part of it but it's a movement that's got legs of its own. And I, I, I lately I've been saying, man, I get hit by a bus. That thing goes off on its own. Like I don't even need to be here anymore. It's amazing. Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, changing lives, impacting others. And you're not just impacting others, but you're impacting other families. Uh, and that's massive. That's huge. Whether it's one person, I always thought that when I started this podcast, my goal for starting this podcast was really just a hobby. It was something that I could do to help other dads be the best that they could be for their families because I saw so much of a breakdown in the family dynamic in the in the years of experience that I had being a dad and being involved yeah. in the community, just yeah. the breakdown in families. And I yeah. knew that, hey, my boys are grown now. They're independent young men. My wife and I, my relationship's solid. Why not start a podcast to really help other dads share a little bit of my secret that's really not a secret but dads really struggle to figure out and just through guests like Kyle and other people that I've had on my show to just share their experience and say, Hey, yeah, it's real. Yeah. You may be going through some crap right now. Yeah. You may be struggling in these areas, but when you reach out to other men and you hear other men's stories, you can say, Hey, I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this journey. There's other guys that are going through this. No one else has it. Great. No one else has these other things that they're going through and just like coasting. No, it's not about that. It's about figuring out what this life is with my family and helping our family culture be better as a society. And if I can touch one guy's life through this podcast and help him grow <laughs> with his family, then my job, my job's done. It's, it's, it's awesome. And I've, and I've had the privilege of, you know, I was, interviewed on CNN and all that stuff. And I've, I've gotten hundreds of thousands of downloads and he, you know what? It means the message is working yeah. and people love it. And people just want to hear more about it because they want to be better. Regardless of you watching this right now, you know that you want to be better. You know, you do. Yep. Now it's the decision that you have to make the choice. Are you going to choose to try to be better or are you going to choose to continue in your same rut and be a freaking grump and a, and a jerk? Are you going to choose to be better? If this podcast is helping you choose to be better, make the choice. It starts today. Kyle, you're a freaking superhuman dad, dude. You're a superhuman father. You're a superhuman husband. Uh, you're a great friend. I'm glad that you and I have gotten a chance to connect. I, and I hope that our friendship continues because I'd like it to. Uh, you're just, you're just a, you're, you're a stud, man. I really appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. We, we, there's no stopping this train, my friend. So we're going, we're going all the way till the grave, pushing this hard, hard. So, and you're getting your kids involved too. I see yeah. that your kids are, I mean, you should see his kids. I'm telling you, his kids are like, like freaking Hulk, man. They're, they're ripped. They're muscular. They're strong. They love to work out. They love to work out as a family. They do adventures together as a family. If you're not, haven't seen his social media, check it out. I'll make sure to drop the links in my, in my show notes, but his kids are freaking awesome. And they love, not only love doing those things, but they love doing those things with their parents. Because their parents are committed to it and their, their parents are leading by example and their kids are seeing it. That's the kind of dad, that's the kind of mom you need to be for your family. So um, Kyle, for my listeners, my followers that want to um, check you out, learn a, bit, a little bit more about you, what's the best place for them to do that? 
Yeah, my Instagram is probably the hottest spot. All my stories and stuff uh, at Superhuman Fathers, and then I have the YouTube's uh, has stuff going on there every day, <laughs> and uh, uh, TikTok, and then SuperhumanFathers.com. You can book an appointment um, with our with uh, one of the brothers uh, to see if you if you're interested in joining the brotherhood and being part of what we're doing. Um, you can have a chat with them and uh, just just see if you're a fit. Not everyone is a fit. We are savages. <laughs> not to say we're perfect, nor do you have to be ripped or jacked to be part of us. In fact, we don't want you to be. We want you to come in with some fat on your body and some things to improve. You know, a lot of guys think, oh, I'm not there yet. Yeah, that's the point. Come on, come hang with us and watch what happens to you in 12 months, you know. But, um, but yeah, check it out. And uh, if you have the same mindset and desires as us, we we might be the place for you. That's cool. I'll make sure to drop those in the show notes, but uh, I've really appreciated the conversation, man. Uh, It's been so great to uh, get to know you a little bit more and I'm looking forward to continuing this friendship. Um, So thank you very much for being on the show, brother. Yeah, same. And thanks for having the show and and doing this. We're we're all in this together, making fathers better, reminding them of their purpose. So appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, Listen, guys, Uh, If you want to check out what Kyle's doing, make sure you go to superhumanfathers.com or you can check him out on his Instagram at superhumanfathers. Very, very easy to find. Uh, If you want to reach out to him, you can reach out to him through DM. He answers all his DMs. Trust me, he does. He responds to everything. So uh, unless you send a weird message or something, he may not respond to that. But I'll just block you. Right. Uh, But uh, if you have a question or something about what he's doing or want to know a little bit more about him, feel free to reach out to him. And then obviously uh, subscribe to the stuff that he's doing, whether it's a YouTube or you want to reach out to one of his guys on superhumanfathers.com. Make sure you guys are doing that because I guarantee you it'll be worth it if you do it. So make sure you do it. And then as always, If you're not subscribed to my podcast or my YouTube channel, make sure you do that, please. So you don't miss any of the awesome guests that I have on each and every week. Um, So make sure you guys are doing that. And obviously you can send me a message unless it's a weird one. You can send me a message and uh, either I'll respond or someone from my team will respond. And uh, I can always there to help you out as well. But listen, our goal in life is just to be a better parent for our kids, be better human beings for not only our families, but also the community. It makes the world a better place for us to live and our kids are our future. So uh, as always, I look forward to, uh, to these conversations and I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of Dad Up. Wow, another amazing episode in the books. So much was shared and I'm truly grateful my guest was able to pour into you to help you elevate your dad game and really dad up. Make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And while you're here, please don't forget to leave me a rating and a review. I always appreciate the feedback. Also, did you know you can watch the video interview of this episode? You can by simply going to my YouTube channel at Dad Up Podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe to my channel. And one last thing, don't forget, your role as a dad is one of the most important roles you have. So if you need a little help or have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me on my website at dataptribe.com or at my Instagram page at dataptodcast. Until next time, everyone, data.